Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Danielle, and we're from Femme Catholic. Femme Catholic is a media company reconciling women's real-life experiences with the truth of our Catholic faith. We recently released a report on the state of maternity leave in the U.S. Catholic Church and then launched Building a Civilization of Love, a campaign for paid family leave in the Catholic Church. Last week, we talked about why maternity leave is not a luxury. It's a true medical need for moms and babies and families. Today, we want to talk about why paid leave is good for organizations, especially nonprofits like Catholic Diocese. Okay, so the first really important reason for organizations to offer leave is to attract high-quality talent, right? Every organization wants high-quality talent. And in nonprofits especially, you often have employees playing multiple roles. Wearing many hats, right? Yes, they're wearing usually many smaller hats. staff. Yeah, and people may say, you know, if women have maternity leave, won't that just encourage them to leave the workforce? But in fact, women who plan on working long-term typically look for jobs that offer paid leave. I know that that's been something myself and my husband have always looked at in my work and both of our jobs, frankly, looking at what is their leave policy. And anecdotally, I know that women who are already planning on staying home once they have kids are oftentimes much more willing to accept roles that don't offer paid leave because it's not something that their family financially needs, you know, and they're already thinking about staying home and and losing that income once baby arrives. So ironically, companies that offer paid leave, I think are more likely to attract talent that plans on staying long-term. And again, high-quality talent that's coming from some of the other industries, perhaps that they're even competing with for-profit industries, their leave policies are already starting to change. So just as a point of reference, my first company that I worked for out of college was a consulting firm, a very big consulting firm, but they offered almost six months paid. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I actually had considered working at two nonprofits during my time there. And it is a thing I looked at. Like, what are going to be the benefits? What's the pay? You're already probably taking a pay cut to work at a nonprofit. There's just something about those those benefit policies and thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want the pressure of going back to work sooner than I am ready. Because I, you know, my husband and I met young and we were planning on having kids. And then I, I later worked for a bank that offered 12 weeks paid and then 12 weeks unpaid on top of it. So these are the policies kind of in the marketplace. If nonprofits and even the Catholic Church wants to attract high quality talent, they need to consider the employee marketplace they're competing in. Yeah. And employee retention is probably another, the second big thing, right? When we're, we're talking about this. What do you know about that? So women are 73% of the nonprofit workforce. Wow. That's yeah. a lot higher than I would have guessed. I know. It, I mean, so women at large are 48% of the American workforce, but oh, there's a lot of women working in yeah. nonprofits and in the church. Yeah. I think a lot of times people have actually said to us, you know, what do you mean women don't have a role in the church? There's women all over the parishes and dioceses. Absolutely. That I see, but knowing that three fourths of the nonprofit workforce is female, it's probably less surprising that almost half of nonprofits already have paid leave policies. 
Yeah, so this isn't something sort of strange or weird to be requesting. No. Maternity leave, yeah. And even, uh, again, you're competing with the for-profit workforce. You're competing in the nonprofit space. Half of nonprofits are already offering paid leave policies. If you're looking for those high-quality employees, if you're looking to retain employees, that's the marketplace you're competing in. And it actually costs between 70 and 200% of an employee's salary to find and train and replace onboard an entirely new person when somebody leaves. So I think it's easy to not account for those costs up front and say, oh, you know, we'll just figure it out when we get there. But retaining good people long-term actually saves a lot of money. Yeah, I've heard that. that That's why companies are so focused on retention of their employees, not just nonprofits, right? Even in the corporate world, keeping the employees you've already trained and had is really important for a business to be successful. Yeah. And some people have asked us, you know, a lot of dioceses across the country are already struggling financially. How can they afford to offer paid leave? But paid leave is actually the type of policy that can help retain employees and save money long term. Right. So maybe even though they're out for that 12 weeks, right? They come back and you don't have to retrain them. They can go jump right back into the job that they're doing and they already have the relationships established at their job. They already have the training and skill set. So it's not like just grabbing a new employee, which, like we said before, would be much more expensive. Yeah. Well, and it's easy to not account for that time onboarding on an entirely new person, putting them through all the training, teaching them how to use systems and get in touch with people. And especially, I think that a lot of Catholic organizations have kind of legacy understanding of the ways mm-hmm. that things work, right? Like, yeah. oh, we call this person when we need this, or, oh, it's so-and-so that has the keys to that. All of that knowledge is lost when you have employee turnover, and it's really costly to have that knowledge transfer multiple times. It's also the company values. So when you're trying to replace those employees who may have found another job or better a job with better benefits or better pay, you're also trying to find somebody not just who has the skills, but who also has the values, the Catholic values, to become part of your organization. So the marketplace is really competitive. Yeah, and I think especially when you think of the kinds of people who work at Catholic dioceses, it's a little niche, right? <laughs> you, you have to be Catholic and you have to have a, a pretty strong skill set to get a job in the first place at a diocese. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, like maternity leave is something that is in line with Catholic values and also hopefully the value of the person working there already align pretty closely with those Catholic values. Yeah. And there are so many millennial and now even Gen Z women coming up through the pipeline who, you know, millennial women are the most educated generation of women before them to this point. And they're graduating with from college and even getting master's degrees. And a lot of women really do have a desire to offer their gifts back to the church and to serve the church. Again, I looked at working for different nonprofits when I, early on in my career and so I think it's easy to overlook the talent that is out there that's interested in, in working for the church, the majority of which is women, which is consistent mm-hmm. with the majority in nonprofits. So why don't more companies offer paid leave? The research we found 
on HR reps said that the most common reason is cost, which, you know, that I think immediately people are like, oh, it, it costs money to offer leave, to offer these things. But mm-hmm. is that how we talk about lunch breaks? <laughs> well, nobody has mean? ever said, oh my gosh, so sorry, team, this year we cannot offer lunch breaks because of the cost. Oh, yeah, I guess I haven't heard that one. I definitely would not work for a company that doesn't offer lunch breaks. Yeah, well, and I think some of those corporate sort of human dignity allowances that we've built Mm -hmm. into the system have become normalized. And this, the fact that maternity and family leave hasn't been normalized in that way and kind of the human dignity issue that it is, Mm. go back to listen, you can go back and listen to our last episode on the real medical need for maternity leave. Right. Because it's the way that women's bodies work. This is functioning the the correct way, way, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so leave really just needs to be built into salary costs like all benefits. If you're budgeting for a new employee, the cost of that employee needs to include these sort of basic human dignity components. And I want to acknowledge that might be a transition for diocese. That might be, you know, if they haven't been doing that to date, like a lot of companies in America it's going to be a transition to start rebudgeting according to what's right. Yeah. What's right. And what's in Catholic teaching. I guess you can go back and listen yeah. to uh, a previous episode of this mini series on Catholic teaching. And, mm-hmm. but we really just can build it into salary costs, which is what the diocese of Raleigh is doing. They offer paid leave to all of their employees, even beyond the diocese, even Catholic schools and the church has the opportunity to really be a prophetic voice in this way in the culture because culture right now tells women that we have to choose yeah, between our career mm-hmm. and motherhood. Mm-hmm. We have, especially in America, this workforce that was built by and for men, not maliciously, but just industrialization. All the men went to work in the cities and women were home. And so secular feminism came around in the 60s and 70s and told women, okay, you can go to work just like a man. But understandably, then that workforce is not very accommodating to families. And I think that's why you see so many women, especially in the millennial generation, waiting to have kids and feeling the Mm -hmm. pressure to wait to have kids. Oftentimes that is financial pressure too. Yeah, just like the necessity of in order to afford American life. Yeah. Then, yeah, absolutely. The student loans. And so, you know, when families are looking at having a child, they're doing those calculations on, okay, we have to pay off these loans. We're trying to save for a house. We are going to have to pay for childcare and diapers and all the things that come along with a baby. And mm-hmm. so then to be hit with, no paid time off of work. It's a big deal that, and I think uh, young people are looking at it. And I think too, you know, there are in some ways that corporate culture is shifting, right? You hear of more people working from home. You hear, I mean, because of the pandemic, right? But there has been this shift of like a little bit more flexible hours or working from home or these different benefits that. I think you especially hear from like startups or in the tech world, right? That there is a bit of a shift that is happening in the way in which we are working and that that does benefit 
men and women who are parents, you know, to be able to care for their kids or just those accommodations that are starting to happen. Well, and even retaining that high quality talent. Again, Mm -hmm. women are incredibly smart, (laughs) incredibly talented, but oftentimes, you know, women do have different biological reasons. They might want to be near their newborn, but there's lots of ways to be creative and supportive of families. So maternity leave is a huge one, but you know, there are people who are able to take six weeks, 12 weeks of maternity leave and then bring their baby to work. Even secular mm-hmm. companies like Patagonia, I know, does that. Mm, yeah. They, I've heard of different companies that actually have daycare on site to yeah. keep children nearby. So there's a lot of creative ways to do that. Yeah. I work for our church and it is part time. But I was able to take that job while also choosing to be the main caregiver for our children because of how flexible my boss, which is our pastor, is with my work. I don't have to do my computer work in the office. I do it all from home, usually after bedtime. And I can bring my kids to meetings if I really need to. Definitely not my own preference, but just that sort of flexibility and support of like, he understands like you are a mother. And so you know, those accommodations, but also like appreciates the skill set that I have. And so I really get to use like these God-given talents and gifts while also being with my family. So not that that is like necessary for every job ever, right? That's not what I'm saying, but just that flexibility and that creative flex option. Yeah. Well, and and, I mean, I know that you are a very talented (laughs) person to work with and your parish is lucky to have you. And I think uh, that's thanks. where <laughs> that's where organizations are are sitting on, you know, we've said at Femme Catholic before, women are the greatest untapped resource in the Catholic Church. Yeah. And and I think in the world. But if the Catholic Church can model what JP2 said and what JP2 encouraged, which is that women need to have the opportunity to offer their gifts in the workforce, in organizations. Pope Benedict talked about this as well. And Pope Francis has said things about the importance of women's leadership, but not putting that at the cost of women's motherhood. The church emphasizes that there's actually not a dichotomy between those things. Women shouldn't have to be able to choose. Yeah, both and. Yeah. And, And Pope Benedict specifically talked about this at one point and said, I think all the popes have, but... I remember, you know, he's he's such a rule follower. So among people that care about the rules, he said that women should be able to discern these things and work when and if they need to and choose to and offer their gifts in that way. And what a witness the church has an opportunity to be in dioceses across the country. Mm-hmm. Again, people already know how pro-family and pro-life the Catholic Church is, but solving these organizational challenges, especially in America, are tricky and they're affecting a lot of people and a lot of families. But by witnessing to how that can work operationally, not only in the Catholic Church, but in society at large, is a really powerful thing. Yeah. And that's why we want to both encourage dioceses to discern this, but also encourage employees to to bring them up, right? Organizations respond to things that their employees desire and want. And so we just want to encourage 
you who are listening, men and women, to to think about what could this look like in my organization and how can I be part of that change in a really positive way? Yeah. Actually, at the bank I used to work for, while I was, right before I came there, I guess, there was a group of women who was a secular bank, but they got together and said, you know, we really want to progress leave policies. And they put together kind of data on comparable organizations and and went to HR and made a presentation and they did get the policy changed. Wow. Good for them. Yeah. So it went from six to 12 weeks paid. Doubled. Yeah. Yeah. And it was extended to both men and women, which was awesome. But I think back when Vatican II happened, Pope Paul VI called upon doctors to look into women's reproductive health. And he he kind of called upon the whole church. Vatican II is where the Pope discerned Catholic teachings on birth control and, and different reproductive rights for women and, and said, you know, this isn't actually what's best for women. But women really do have medical needs and medical issues that need to be solved. And so he called upon doctors to use their expertise and their gifts to help solve those for the church. Like priests studying theology are not equipped to, you know, treat yeah. women's medical needs. Right. And so in the same way, I would love to call upon business people of all levels. But, you know, there are so many incredibly talented business people running companies or working in companies. I want to call upon them to offer their expertise to this. Get in touch with their local diocese and say, hey, I work in HR or I work in organizational management or I work in finance. Is there a way that I could help you look into this? Here's what I'm familiar with other companies are doing and to get creative on how we can better support women and families from an organizational perspective because these really are business problems. And so it is important to call on the whole church and business people to help solve them and get creative on how we can do that. And one small way that you can take a step towards that is to sign our petition. We wrote a petition letter to the bishops, not because they're the head of HR or that they all have MBAs, but because they are responsible for discerning how to best serve the people in their diocese. And obviously they have a lot of influence. So we are writing a letter to them that we're sending on Mother's Day, May 8th. So please sign the petition letter on femcatholic.com slash paid leave petition, dashes in between paid leave petition, and share it. Share it with your diocese, share it with your friends and family. This has been such a fun series to produce. Sam and I have really enjoyed chatting specifically, going really in depth about these maternity leave policies and why they are good for women. And so we just want to thank you for joining us and listening along. If you have any stories that you would like to share, maybe they're about your own maternity leave experience or a company or organization who you have seen change their policy, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at femcatholic at gmail.com. And also, if you liked these podcasts, you enjoyed our conversations, and you'd want us to do more podcasts on different topics, it's something that we're considering. So rating and reviewing this podcast and the four in this series is the purest way to let us know that this is something that you enjoy. So On behalf of Sam and the rest of the Femme Catholic team, I just want to say thank you and follow along with all of Femme Catholic's blog posts at femcatholic.com. 
Thanks for listening to the Femme Catholic podcast about building a civilization of love, our campaign for better paid family leave policies in the Catholic Church. Learn more about our work at femcatholic.com and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.